Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest, a topic. We each got some choices, and we talk about them, go back and forth. Not debate them, but discuss some things, and I think this one's going to be interesting. And the last one was interesting, Star Wars Ranked 47, the best quotes in the prequels. Uh, Me and Andres Cabrera got in there, rolled up our sleeves, and talked about the prequels. Took it to deep levels, all just like we like to do here in Force Center. I thought, well, that was so good. As we had kind of hinted on the show, uh, I gotta keep this guy around. Andres Cabrera, welcome back to Star Wars Rank. Hey, glad to be back, man. 
Yeah, yeah. It was fun talking about the prequels. Love you, them prequels. I tell you, man, let me tell you something. You came in here, you had notes, you had thoughts, you had takes, you had opinions. And then afterwards, you're like, I don't know, did I do good? And I'm like, you just, you, this might as well be your show. Oh, thanks, you man. It. You owned it. No, I really love talking Star Wars with you. You don't get to do it enough in this digital media space. And uh, I'm happy to bring you here to do it now. And we're going to talk about that. And I, it's funny. you. So as we said last week, when I was like, hey, I want to bring you on, pick out some topics that you want to rank. And you were like, the, pe- the your prequel quotes like came pouring out of your mouth. <laughs> But the second one, you were like, ah, have you done lightsabers? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we've done that. And I looked, and I was like, we have not done lightsabers. Mm. Now, I used to, up to about episode 35, we have a great rank uh, ranking that we had some uh, uh, fans help us with. This is on our website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net, Star Wars Ranked Archives. I got to add to it. <sighs> got to add to it. It's, it's that little piece of work I forget to do. Um, but I went to the list, and then I went to my own records I keep, and I was like, we didn't rank the best lightsaber fights. That seems like a... Seems like a given. Yeah, it now, seems like everyone does that yeah, naturally. Right, right. Screen rats, the best lightsaber. Now, here's the thing. Maybe we did do it and I missed it, and but it doesn't matter. We're doing it here now. Let's do it again. And also, we always have these lists. You know, Force Center now, we've gone back to 2015. We might have to redo some of these lists because we've had a lot more movies come mm. out and shows, books, comics, all those things. So today we are doing the best lightsaber fights this is gonna. You, you've got a lot to say here in this I one got too. A lot ways. of opinions, and man. You're, you're, let's start here. You're a fight fan. I'm a massive fight fan. Okay. So I've been following MMA since I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So mixed martial arts has been a part of my life for years. Okay. I've even been on the freaking Collider MMA show. Dennis has had me a few okay. times on there. They need to uh, have you on more. I I've followed MMA. I followed mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. I followed kung fu movies. Right. Shaolin movies. All these Chinese. Uh, martial arts movies, uh, all just any kind of even Korean martial arts movies, which I think are underrated and are great as well. Martial arts is just a massive part of my life. I used to want to be Bruce Lee. I used to want to just learn all these types of martial arts, Taekwondo, Kung Fu, Karate. It's just always been such a massive part of my life. And, and I have always followed fight scenes. Mm-hmm. I know that's such a weird thing to follow, but I have like no. a ranking of like all time best, just pure fight scenes, which I think is completely fascinating. Um, okay. And just different types of styles of, of movie martial arts I th- is, is something that I've always followed. So and I love it. It's something that I, I really do feel like I have a, an acquired taste of. No, this is great. This is why you're here. This is even better than I thought. Because mm. first I was like, yeah, lightsabers will rank it. But what you're saying, and again, this, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, when you, this list of fights you have, like I, no, I think you should write a book about this. Because it doesn't sound like you're just like, this fight's cool. This fight, there's meanings. And, mm. and, any, and any screenwriter worth his way to go will tell you, you learn about your characters in the fights. That's why they're there. They're not mm-hmm. just there for action. And if they are just there for action, they might not be good. Um, am I off base in thinking that's oh, your no. approach to there's, it? There's a lot, man. There's a lot when it comes to a fight and a fight scene. There's mm. so much there. And it's such yeah. a great way to communicate what a character is feeling, what mm. a character is capable of what a character can do, what they can mean. It's, it's, it, can, it can encapsulate so many, so many things that defines a character, and that's right. why I think it's so great. And obviously, it's just very entertaining, and it could be very sure. dramatic, and it adds drama to a, to a movie, and I think it, it can add a climactic scene or a moment that gives it so much more meaning. I absolutely think that what you're talking about, is that's, that's what we've got going on. There's something to this. There's not just clashing lightsaber blades, or sometimes they don't clash. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't mean the fight isn't worth its oh, weight in gold. We'll, we'll talk about we'll that, talk man. About that. Oh. <laughs> but it really, is, it really is a strong suit of Star Wars. Star Wars has that... Mm. 
traditional final fight scene. And, and it's pretty much in yeah. almost every Star Wars movie, except for maybe the spinoff movies. There's not yeah, yeah. really like a lightsaber fight in that. Yeah. But in, in all the trilogy movies, there's a, some sort of climactic lightsaber battle, right. even some mid-battles too. Yep. There's some Star Wars movies that have a couple of little battles in between. But for the most part, there is an art form to creating a Star Wars fight scene. And I think uh, it's absolutely... Yeah powerful and i think it's everyone's favorite part of the movies it, yeah. it's just it's so good and i that's one of the reasons why people love star wars they want to see the final fight it is and you mentioned rogue one solo two of my favorite movies and i and, I, and people always joke uh, or I, I i've said it so much um are you are you here for the lore are you here for the war i'm here for the war i love the battle of the rebellion versus the empire i love that time period but it doesn't mean i don't enjoy the force the jedi the sith the lore and lightsaber fights I think there's stories to tell that don't involve them, but you can't deny what Ace is saying here, that this is a signature of Star Wars. But I think what people need to ask themselves who say that is, why is it a signature? Is it just the flashy little swords? What's these scenes, what's these moments telling us? So we're going to dive in here. Star Wars ranked episode 48, the best lightsaber fights in Star Wars. We're going to start, Ace, with your number five. Ooh, Number five. Number five was hard, man. All this list was hard. <laughs> but number five comes from... It, this could easily be my number one. Every single one of these can easily be my that. number one. It's like one A, B, C, it D. It really uh, is, man. It, it was difficult. But I here, here's... Enough. Let me get my, my preface. Okay. Before I say my, my number five, I ranked all these based on quality. Okay. There's actual an art form to creating fight scenes. There's actual quality to fight scenes. Some of them are, can be a little bit over the top. Some of them can be a little undervalued, Mm -hmm. but I feel like when it comes to technicality is number one, Mm -hmm. when it comes to dramatic effect, when it comes to entertainment value, that's kind of what I ranked all three of. There's some great moments in the original trilogy that have uh, dramatic effect, but they don't have that technicality that I really want to see in a fight scene. So that's kind of what I'm coming from. Like it. That being said, my number five comes from my favorite Star Wars movie of all time, and that's Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Luke versus Vader. Ooh. The final moment, the final battle, the com- the conclusion to Star Wars yeah. OG, the original trilogy, yeah. comes in this final fight scene. And yeah. it's probably the best third act mm-hmm. in any movie <laughs> right right ever i i feel i mean i've talked to rb3 about this because him yeah. and i have the same opinion on return of the jedi where a lot of people don't like return of the jedi for right, some right, reason right 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 it's becoming popular to not like this movie yeah uh and a lot of people don't like the third act and i think it's incredible i think mm-hmm. the turn of vader i think luke Star- skywalker fighting his dark side i mm-hmm. feel like chancellor palpatine or the emperor uh, uh, trying to influence Luke and trying to tell him to take over and all this stuff that's coming into this fight is incredible and should be my could be my number one but it's not right and it's just so good though and yeah. and there's a lot of great moments there's a great sh- uh, uh, wide shot mm-hmm. that captures a little bit of the moments that's going on between green and red I think that's mm-hmm, the biggest mm-hmm. thing in, in this lightsaber fight it's yeah. green and red right that's Absolutely. something that as of that point we hadn't seen before Correct. and that's something that we really haven't seen before. E- even now. Right. I mean, the only other time we see that is with Qui-Gon, obviously, and Darth Maul. But yeah, even yeah. then, it's it's green and red and blue. So right. it has that kind of little edge to it mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes it different. But this one is the first time we see a green lightsaber fighting a red lightsaber. It's the it's the final battle between father and son. Then we know our father and son because yeah, previously yeah. the Empire Strikes Back fight, we didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So all this kind of coming into one makes it to be 
one of the most dramatic, tension-filled fights in all of Star Wars. And you said this could have been your number one. It right? could have been my number one. Right. I, it, it honestly, we're, I could if if tomorrow I wake up, it probably is my number one. We're, we're, yeah, and that's the fun thing about these. Yeah. Uh, when people ask me, "Can what's your rank of Star Wars movies?" It depends on the yeah, every. It really does. I'll have a different answer Monday through Friday, weekends. I'll keep it the same. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be. I'll just I'll hint a little bit. We're gonna be talking about this fight again, um, but. I absolutely what you're saying here. It is. It, this is again. We're talking about what does the lightsaber fight bring to the story? There's some good things in here. Luke does a flippity flip. Yeah. Uh, Vader falls down the stairs. I love it there. Yeah. But what is the story? This is this is leading up to the redemption of Darth Vader. And now, if you watch it one through six, which by the way is what George Lucas wants you to do, he's on record. So I watch it. He's like, Sorry, guys. This, this is the story <laughs> of now. I always say this. I still think you should go four, five, six, just to get a feel of yeah. how it, how it rolled out to the generations. Yeah, that's how I saw it when it. Yeah, yeah four, five, six. Obviously, I think that's just. Three. It's not the, about quality or anything. It's just like, hey, here's how we all learned about it and revelation. It's not even just about Luca. You know, no, I'm your father. I'm just like, and how just pop culture. Sure, but. Lucas says here in the end, here's what I've done. I've put together six chapters of a story of the chosen one, Anakin Skywalker, and that chosen one path included falling completely to the dark side and being the monster of the galaxy. And he calls Palpatine the villain. He goes, that's the villain. Anakin, Darth Vader, is not the villain. It came off different. Even He goes, New Hope... Vader's 12 minutes of screen time, all of a sudden he's understandably the villain and it took off more than I expected. So Palpatine's the villain. This is about Anakin's redemption and it all leads to this fight and the choices made in this fight. That's where it's emotional core is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few moments in this fight. Obviously what stands out the most is uh, right when Vader mentions Leia. He mentions... yes. You, uh, going to Leia and using Leia instead of Luke, he says, you know, if you're not willing, then maybe she will, you know, yeah. your sister. I mean, I'll do the same thing all over again. And then that's what makes Luke lose control and yeah. kind of give into his anger. And right when he gives into his anger, he beats Vader. Yeah. And that's kind of a shocking moment because at, at first you're like, well, how does this happen? How did he just beat Vader? Right. It's because he fully commits to his anger. And that's when he, you know, cuts Vader's hand off. Yeah. And he sees that electric wire in it and it kind of snaps into him. Oh. And he sees his own hand and he's like, I don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I want. Yeah. You know, and then obviously this is all this is like getting the emperor so excited. He's he's getting so he's like, yes, do it. Finally, com- do you know, it. take yeah. him out and, yeah. you know, take your place at my side. And yes. that that conclusion is what what makes it so great. Obviously, yeah. what takes it back for me is the fact that what everyone remembers the most is, you know, and the emperor mm-hmm. using his electric powers, right. uh, force lightning to take down Luke and then Vader coming to realization right. that this is not what he wants and right. turning eventually. That's what stands out the most in this fight scene, gotcha. which is why it's not my number one. I understand what you're saying. So that's part of this fight's legacy isn't even a fight anymore. It's the follow up to the fight, which I understand, understand. That's that's kind of what took it down a little bit on my okay. rank on my list. Hey, I guess, on, this is one A, one B, one C, one D. It's still the greatest moment in all of Star Wars for me. The, ah. the moment that Vader turns and 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 and, and feels mercy towards his son and just yeah. picks up the Emperor and freaking throws him down. That's the greatest moment in all of Star Wars for me. I like it. It's my favorite moment as a kid. It it made me feel mm-hmm. all these strange emotions of like excitement and anticipation of like yeah. 
liking this character of Darth Vader, and now I'm like allowed to like him. <laughs> yeah, allowed to like him. Yeah, no, because he's him. evil, but he's good now. He, but he, yeah, he was worshipped as a bad guy. People, the yeah, cult, we, absolutely. We, we as society, society love our bad guys. Pro wrestling learned that eventually yeah. by the time Stone Cold Steve Austin comes along, people didn't want to cheer for the good guys. They didn't but want when to cheer. he turned face, man. Yeah, so it's like. Did that I, face turn? Face turn, yeah. Uh, I know what you're saying when you're saying I was finally allowed to cheer yeah, for him. Yeah, because you're like, yo, he's cool now. Like, yeah. so you're, it just all comes to conclusion, and it's, it's still one of the greatest moments, if not the greatest moment in all hey, of Star Wars. We're on the same page there. That's why I said we're not done talking about it. But my number five is this. All right, all right. And I, when I said this before the show, Andres' reaction might be your reaction as well. Number five for me. Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Maul. Star Wars Rebels, Season 3, Episode 16, Twin Sons. This is the conclusion of the one, perhaps the longest-running feud in Star Wars, one we didn't think would happen. But on George Lucas's idea, pulls Dave Filoni aside and says, I've got one for you. It's crazy, but you're going to love it. Darth Maul still is alive. He's going to come back. Filoni says, how? He was cut in half. George says, according to Dave Filoni, you figure that out. The Return of Maul is one of the most surprising and fulfilling stories that I didn't think. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. And the people, again, Solo, Solo brought it up again. uh, Maul's alive? What? Oh, oh, it was on the Clone Wars. And the people started making fun of it, right? Were you that too? Oh, my God. Yeah. I saw this in real time. So I followed Clone Wars when it was coming out. Okay. And Maul... We'll get to we'll okay. get to my fascination with Darth Maul, man. So, but, uh, but you're po- you're positive about the Return of Maul. Oh, I adore it. I adore Great. it. I, I, I think it's incredible. That's what I was saying. Where I, with people were getting online, I, I legit, I, I, oh man, there's so many moments in, in theaters mm. where I legit, Infinity War was another one. But yeah. when I saw Solo, man, and I heard. That yeah, voice, yeah, voice yeah. Whitworth's voice, I almost jumped out of my chair. <laughs> right, right, right. I legit was like, oh, they're doing it. They're bringing Maul back into live action Star Wars films. Crazy. That, as, as like an eight-year-old sitting down to watch yeah. The Phantom Menace yeah. and falling in love with Darth Maul. Yeah. That was such an incredible moment for me to watch. That made Solo for me. <laughs> it uh, made yeah. me adore the movie just based, based on that. Hey, just even on that. It's great. It just... There's I love stuff it, man. To, there's stuff I to the story. It. And what, so I love this conclusion. And again, you Star Wars Rebels season one, I was like, all right, okay. You know, you can go back and find Jedi Alliance episodes where me and Maude were like, yeah, eh, it's not the best. You know, I agree sh- with that. Yeah, the show grows. I would never have predicted that this moment would show up in a show that was about Ezra and chasing space fruits in episode one. I tweeted about this when it came out, man. Mm-hmm. My two favorite characters in Star Wars history, Darth mm-hmm. Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So here it is. It's it's the conclusion to that. I love it. Yeah. But it's is it a fight, Ken? It, it is. It is to me. And this is why it goes to it's, my it's theory. More of a, it's more of a conversation. <laughs> it's a conversation. But that's what's yeah. there. And it's a, it is a confrontation and a, and a resolution. And what that fight tells us, or at least tells me this is about definitions of power yeah. and this is about vengeance and what you hold on to and the stuff there's some of the great Stephen Stanton does this amazing Obi-Wan and I'm a big fan of James Arnold Taylor too everybody but Stanton nails this the heart of it um, where just uh, Obi-Wan's given some nuggets here of, of you you define yourself by the ability to 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 take lives and if you do that what you don't really have anything and Maul's like what do you have what do you have? And Maul's been kept alive by anger. He killed Satine in front of him. He's, he's carried this. And he doesn't grow as a character. Now, he goes through a lot of things. I could say the character Maul grow, but I sure. mean, in theory, 
going back to Phantom Menace, which is 30 years in the story, basically, mm. he decides to take out Obi-Wan the same way he took out Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan knew he didn't change. Mm. He knew that his view hadn't changed, and so all the stuff he's telling him... Uh, and then, and, and Scrimshaw, who's a big Obi-Wan fan, points this out very well. You know, Kenobi's, like, not necessarily ready to fight. He doesn't want this fight. He knows the fight's going to happen. But he's like, I don't want it. I'm going to kill this guy. I know it's going to happen, but I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm a Jedi. Knowledge and defense. And once Maul says, oh, wait, you're here protecting someone. Obi-Wan's face scrunches up. He's ready for fight. And because Maul doesn't change, he's, he's based on vengeance. His definition of power is off base. Kenobi takes him out as he should. Boom, boom, boom. It takes him out it. in two seconds, man. Two swipes it, of a it's, sword. It's, it, it's also something that I've always talked about quite a bit, being Obi-Wan being my favorite character, is the fact that Obi-Wan, people don't realize how powerful this guy yeah. is. Obi-Wan is a, on a different level, man. Yeah. And the fact, I love the fact that this fight was two seconds. Yeah. I love it because to me it shows not just, like you said, mm. Darth Maul relying on anger, but it shows Obi-Wan just being on a whole different level. Yeah. Like you said before, 30 years ago, it was a pretty even battle. Yeah. But now Obi-Wan beats him Ooh. as if he were a child. It's yeah. like nothing to him. And I love the callback to Obi-Wan's freaking peace Stance. pose <laughs> <laughs> that he throws yeah. up in Revenge of the Sith that everyone always copied and that I copied yeah. as a kid. And uh, it switches into Qui-Gon. And, and it's, on a, a, yeah. it's on Battlefront 2 now. It they is. have the, the freaking Obi-Wan. I play as Obi-Wan on Battlefront 2. Come yeah. find me. Um, there you go. I love this moment, man. I just think it's more of a moment than a fight. I, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that. Yeah. Uh, but lightsabers are involved. True, true. <laughs> and they're it, there. They're present. <laughs> it, it is to me a statement of what what does the fight and and here's the thing: we all were we knew this was coming if you were watching Rebels, right? This was building yeah. to this, so we knew. Oh gosh, we're gonna get Obi Wan. And then the trailer came out, and we're like, oh, we're gonna get Obi Wan versus Maul. This is crazy. And then I had my jaw dropped. Wait, that's it. That's it. And then you kind of stop and think about it. Filoni's talking about great samurai fights. and da, da, da. I like that moment there. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm sure you're not alone out there. But that is my number five, which means we need to talk about your number four. Uh, number four is a lot of people's number one. Again, obviously, all of them are probably sure. could be people's number one. But my number four is The Empire Strikes Back, Luke versus Vader. Great. This is a great fight. Um, it's It definitely, I, I really feel like the creators, and obviously you know more mm. than I do, really wanted to step up their game when it comes to fight scenes yeah. following the new hope, a new hope. Yeah. They were, they realized like a new hope was cool. There was a little fight scene, but let's really step it up a little bit. And mm. this fight really stepped it up. Yeah. Not only through the skill of Luke and Luke being obviously much younger, Mark, uh, Mark Hamill being much younger than, yeah. And um, in his best shape. You yeah, know? exactly. Than Luke. Alec Guinness was. And, uh, and it'll put it at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's a testament to, in my opinion, production design. Yeah. If you rewatch this fight as I was doing five minutes before we went on, <laughs> it really is an incredibly well shot yeah. set piece, action set piece that's so in you see the production design in this, and obviously they're in Cloud City. Mm-hmm. It's so good, man. I mean, that little hallway with the lights. Yeah. Uh, the the little cliff that he that he yeah. that they fight on the the hallway with the the metal steeples yeah. that you see in the vision in the Force Awakens right that that has become iconic already every single set piece every single the the uh, uh, carbonite chamber mm-hmm. the everything is iconic in nature every single location that they take this fight to because they take it to various different locations right is so 
well done and well produced and well executed well shot it's just iconic in that nature as well and then the dramatic effect in this fight scene Mm. is probably the best one in all of star wars yeah with the reveal you're talking about yeah yeah, it it, it really is like vader and luke going back and forth good versus evil and then realizing that wait a minute is this story that we thought was very simply good versus evil a little bit becoming a little bit muddled this is what took star wars to be coming to the next level from just being a fun popcorn movie to like really well done Mm -hmm. mythos. Yeah. And this is like, Oh no, father and son, this is on a different level that we didn't even imagine. Yeah. There's so much that empire brings. And when I I talk about the expanding of the world, uh, and I'm reading this, this great book of anything you can imagine. I think it's called anything you can imagine. It's the making of uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy with Peter Jackson. And it's fast. And I'm not even, I'm like a hundred pages in and, it talked about Peter's approach and his team, and obviously there's Fran Walsh and Philippa Boyens, all these all these people. Their approach was: this is real. Everything that's going to happen here is real. Gandalf is real. We are presenting not just this wizard; it's a real, lived-in character and world down to the nuts and bolts. Star Wars gets to that level because you're right. New Hope is designed to be this one movie. Uh, they they didn't know if they were going to shoot it again. They had no. George wanted to go do apocalypse pop, apocalypse now with Gary Kurtz after this, so it wraps up very nicely. And Vader flies off, and that's you know no one probably was thinking sequel. So Empire needs to expand the world. Uh, Yoda does that. Lando is very important to that because now you have history in another world that isn't about lore and prophecy. Now it's like yeah, we hung out together. And it works. And then you have what you're having here. This big twist and the fight expands the emotions of Star Wars to new levels. That's why it's important. Yeah, and it has great moments, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the idea of using the force in a fight scene when Vader oh, is yeah. ripping off all those little it's machines great. off the wall and, and throwing, chunking them at Luke. And he's like, ah, oh, crap, this hurts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the idea of, uh, you know, Luke impressing him and him being like impressive, most impressive. most impressive like that all those things kind of come into fruition in this fight scene and this big and it's a failure for luke on every level it every is. level it's a failure that's that's kind of what brought it down for me now that you okay. mention it, it, yeah. it the only reason why it isn't my number mm-hmm. one is because luke gets his ass kicked man yeah <laughs> like rewatching this fight people are like oh it was a good fight i'm like yeah but luke, luke gets his ass kicked like <laughs> vader is like yeah. you're good but I'm still Vader, yeah. and I'm still kicking your ass. It's like don't get me wrong, you yeah. you show some skill. Yeah, but man, <laughs> I mean, if you're you you watch the fight game, and yeah. there are those fights that come along that should stop in the first round, and they yeah. go three, and, and you this give is props to the guy for staying in. You're yeah. like, oh, that's good, you stayed in with stay the champ. Down. Stay down, exactly. You're like, man, you lasted with the champ. Good for you, but you still got your Come ass on. kicked. <laughs> great fight, uh, Bob Anderson, the great legendary late swordsman, who is also the rebel officer who looks the uh, Adat Walker in, in the Battle of, Battle of Hoth trained Errol Flynn, all stuff. He's, he's doing the sword fighting yep. for Vader in that scene. And then adds to what you're talking about, the, 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 the style and the, and the skill level. So great. Number yeah. four, great. Number four. Oh, I love doing this. This my number four. We're going to the false awakens. Kylo Ray one. Cause I think there's kind of a two. I think there is a two, but I also think there's going to be a three and the conclusion of this but I love this fight. I think you talk about the Empire and, and John Rokon's Jedi Council recently. We were talking about best cinematography. He loves Empire. It's, it, I, I do too. Because of that stuff, the iconics, the, 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 the smoke, the zone. lights, the everything yeah, going into so it. So good, man. 
I love this one too. I love the 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 fight in the snow, which is one of JJ's kind of first little visions that he had. They were building towards this idea before I think even they had the characters locked down. Um, and I love that too. And it's great. And what does it teach us? And we have it. We have an injured Kylo who was losing it. He's toying with Finn. And I, by the way, I think you always need to stop and give Finn these points and prop for like. I, I am going to fight this monster and I'm going to grab this weapon I'm not familiar with. And, I, I and, and you know, it, it, yeah, Kylo toys with them and hurts them. But, hey, Finn has a great moment there. He's like, all right, I'll do this. Um, but with Rey, this is the crowning of a new hero. And that's Saber in the Snow. Boom. And there was a lot of us in the theater. As this is happening, I'm like, oh, this is like Empire. Oh, that looks like the, the Wampa Cave. Oh, it's going to be Luke. Uh, no, it's not about that. It's about crowning a new hero and watching a villain become unhinged with each each hack of a blade. And it's also when Rey, for the first time, decides to not just, hey, she's used the, she doesn't understand what's going on, but she harkens back to what Maz told, told her about the Force can control your actions when she lets it in and just, whew, the Force. And, the, and, the, and it goes slow motion because initially I was like, well, that's a long beat. Kylo's just standing at, staring at her. No, it goes, look at Kylo's hair. It's slow motion. So she goes into the force and it, it takes over her actions. And I think that's very important for establishing these two characters. Force Awakens, Kylo Ray one. Yeah, the not controversial at all, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> the fight scene that defied a controversy, that mm-hmm. defined a new series of yeah. how did Ray beat Kylo? I don't get it. Right. And I can't lie, I was one of those you people. You were one of those people. Because <laughs> I very much was like, oh, here we go. Kylo's going to whoop her ass. Yeah. You know, freaking Skywalker blood. Yeah. He's going to come in. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, mm-hmm. what is going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't lie, man. I've talked about this with you. I think I've talked about this with with everyone. Yeah. I love the fact that he got hit with Chewie's blaster. Right. I think that adds such a wrinkle. Uncle Chewie shoots him, dude. I mean, the, if you get if you play Star Wars Battlefront two like I do, yeah, I do you too. know that Chewie's oh. bowcaster is the strongest weapon in the game. I, my Twitch uh, <laughs> my Twitch followers will tell you. I was playing it for the first time. I had never really played Chewie. Yeah. And I sent a stormtrooper flying. It's like three shots, and you can kill a hero. And I was like. <laughs> I was like Han in Force Awakens. Wow, this yeah. guy's great. And you t- and he took that f- head on, head on, right in the belly. Boom. He took that. He's right. got bleeding, internal bleeding, bleeding. and he's yeah. like hitting it. I love, love I it. love, 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 love that Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was his decision or JJ's decision. Probably is. the fact know. that he was just like punching oh. the, yeah, basically like telling. Uh, freaking Finn and Ray, like this is this is this is nothing, nothing. Oh, like this is nothing. nothing. Um, and the fact that he just picks up the lightsaber. I mean, the, the moment obviously of reaching for the lightsaber yeah. and, and Ray taking it from him mm-hmm. is it a great moment within itself. And, and the fact that it is kind of like a, the, the classic back and forth where, right. where Kylo is just basically keeping her on her heels the whole time mm-hmm. until that moment of you need a teacher. Yeah. You know, you need, I can teach you the ways of the force and right. her like realizing, Oh, the force. And in she says, he does right there. <laughs> yeah. And she says, Oh, the force yeah. She basically says that. Yeah. Closes her eyes. Like you said, it takes in the force and then just kicks his ass in yeah. two seconds. Yeah. Like just like, it's nothing. And, and, it, and it's about his, because, yeah, you know, healthy, he probably won. He's torn yeah. and healthy, he might have won, but yeah. also mentally healthy. He, That's his, right. He's his, very, right after killing his dad. He's killed his dad. He's, you can tell he's a little loose in that he's scene, too. His eyes are a little bit like, 
It's like, going wonky. Oh, yeah. You're like, this guy's kind of crazy. And I contend his first defeat was in the interrogation room with Ray, mm. where he's he is invading her mind on, you know, just unfiltered thoughts in her mind. He's invading her mind, her very being. And when she strikes back and starts going, oh, you're uh, oh, fear, fear, you're you're not going to be as good as Darth Vader. Who you were. That's his first defeat. And for the rest of the movie, he is not on his A game. True. He is not sure who he is. He's not sure what he's doing. And even the killing of his father, I, 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 I take it as it plays on the screen. I think he's conflicted. Mm. I think there's a slight chance he would have been like, all right, dad, let's go home. But he knows he can't. And, there, and it's also, this, and it speaks to sometimes our own expectations of what we're supposed to be in life. I'm, I'm turning 30. I need a house. And, and you start building up. And he's got that going in his brain. I'm, I'm supposed to be the next Darth Vader. Snoke says this. And then here he suffers this defeat in the interrogation room. And so now back here, She's she's got some skills. They I think, and to your point, and yeah, it's right. Everyone talked about it, and I'm not even worried about hey, what Luke knew or everything. She shows on Jakku. She can hold. She she knows how to fight, right? So let's just say you get in a ring, and you know you're not gonna you're gonna lose, but maybe you know how to hold your own in a street fight. You might last a round or two, right? Let's just say. So I I've always took it as that she knows how to fight, but I don't think she wins until she uses the force. Sure. So that's where I fall down on it. Yeah, I, I still feel like there is something more to Ray's character that we probably will learn in episode nine. I'm not okay. sure, but I just don't, I still don't fully believe, I, I mean, obviously. She could have, yeah. No, no, not that. I, I just don't fully believe that Ray isn't just, I mean, she is a nobody and I, right, I right. do believe, I'm not on the whole like, oh, Kyla was lying. I right. don't believe that at all. Right. And I would hate that. Yeah. And I've been very vocal about that. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that she is born from nobody and all that stuff, but I do. I still feel like there's more to her story. Oh, I can get behind that. Yeah, I mean the fact that yeah. she even saw that vision in the Force Awakens. That that yeah. it's one of the best. One of my favorite moments yeah, in Star Wars great. is that vision. That vision scene of Rey is so good. You see steps. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like if that's really Obi Wan saying that, mm-hmm. there's something more to her. I can get totally get behind that too. Yeah, that, why would Obi say that if it's if yeah. it's just and an average might, girl? And that, <laughs> and that might be what unfolds. You yeah, know? and I love that. And but going in Episode Nine. I'm I'm with you too. I want her to be nobody, but I I am open for everything as long as they tell this complete story. I'm yeah. here for the journey on that too. So that's my number four. Um, I don't want to. We could do an hour on each fight here, but yep. uh, we're going up to your number three. Mm, my number three is so good, so good, man. <laughs> could be could be uh, one of my favorite fight scenes. Yeah. And that is one that this one is a little bit more controversial. I feel like sure. I'm safe with the first two picks because gotcha. it's original trilogy. Um, sure. But this one is a prequel one, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan versus Anakin, mm-hmm. the final conclusion, the battle that ended it all, the big hyped, hyped up Mustafar lava yeah. fight that everyone wanted to see. Well, ding, ding, ding. We have a match. That's my number three as no well. No way. That's my number three as well. So let's dive into this. I want to hear why. I love this fight. It is dramatic. It is over the top. It is huge. It is fast. It is furious. It is in your face right away. As soon as he says, I will do what I must. The fight starts. Mm -hmm. They're going a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. The score is hitting and they're going so unbelievably fast through the hallway. Yeah. It's so good, man. And there's so many great moments in this fight too. I mean, the moment where, 
they, they both do the force push at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, when when <laughs> Anakin grabs uh, Obi-Wan by the neck and chokes him and tries to stab him with the lightsaber in his mouth. Yes, yes. Like, that's brutal. such a good moment, the drop kick that he throws in. Uh, and the right. fact that this entire fight is set around uh, minding your surroundings. It's the mm-hmm. whole Batman scenario of, of oh, yeah, where yeah. are you in the fight? You're in a, a lava planet that's literally exploding in front of you. It, it's just so well done, man. Yeah. The, the, when they grab each other's arms and the lava explodes in the background, the volcano explodes in the background. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so freaking good. And I know a lot of people have talked about this fight, about how over the top and silly it is. I think they are wrong. I think it's it's very much over the top with purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it's very much dramatic with purpose, and I think yeah. it works in so many ways. And mm-hmm. it is the 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 conclusion to these two evenly matched individuals because yeah. at this point they're almost like that's what makes it so great, right? Because we've talked about two fights so far where it's a little bit one sided, mm-hmm. uh, one way or the other. But this one, you really feel like this could go on for hours, right? Like who's gonna like at this point is whoever gets tired first. Yeah, it's all about stamina because they're going and going and going. It's one of the longest fights in Star Wars. It's a fifteen round fight. Yeah. I don't know the I don't know the exact minute time, but I it's think long. this is the this might be one of the longest ones, I if not the I, longest without fight. A doubt, yeah. Without a doubt, but long ways. Which makes it so good. The conclusion is great. I know a lot of people have debated the whole high ground conclusion. Mm-hmm. I think it works, and and just everything going into this fight for me is just. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so fast. It's so cool. I love it. And we had talked about in the last episode of Star Wars Rank about our favorite quotes in the prequels, a lot of stuff from this scene, the high yeah. ground, the you were the chosen one, all that kind of stuff. So there's that emotional weight that's there too. And for me, yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. It's 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 long, which isn't a problem to me. Um, does it get over top at times? Yeah, but a lot of things in Revenge of the Sith do, and that came from Lucas for whatever reasons. And mind you, this is a, an adventure serial, by the way. Yeah. So it's, don't forget to have some fun. It was so fun. By the way. It was so cool. Um, like there's, here, here, I'll say this. There's one moment that I'm always like, okay. And that's when Anakin flips over and lands on the little droid. And I'm like, and that's, but it's like. I thought you were going to say when they were spinning and they just started showing. Oh, no, no, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. No, I just think that's the only moment. It doesn't take me out of the fight, but I always kind of snicker. I'm like, wow, the force is great because you could just leap off a fallen. Yeah building you know what onto a little droid talking okay. about this fight i have you i you guys have to see the oral knots oh uh, yeah you mentioned i have to check uh, it no out. but what they do for this fight so basically they have a series where they do um fight announcers if in real life if they were watching this fight oh, and great. it's so good Love because it. it's like the entire time they're like obi-wan is taking him he's going by the fight and they're like narrating the fight as <laughs> if they were fight announcers like fight and uh, as, as exactly like a that's, UFC that's, fight, I, and, I, I'm I'm angry. I didn't think of that ten years. Oh, ago. I have to show you once we finish yeah. shooting this because it's funny how they talk about how it, it, the fight announcers, you know, because they're experts. They were talking about in the Aronauts comedy version, obviously, yeah. guys. Um, they were talking about how Obi Wan is actually controlling the fight the entire time. Yeah, okay. that even if he's backpedaling, yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing yeah. because he's backpedaling into worse and worse situations. I like that take <laughs> where on the it. Lo- he's getting deeper and deeper in, into mm-hmm. the freaking pit of lava yeah. that is making Anakin, who's just going off pure rage and pure anger, and he's ah, not thinking, yeah. and it's just going head in right into the lava pit. Yeah. And Obi Wan's like leading him right into it. I love that you brought that up. That's yeah. one of the places I want to take this conversation about it because I would say, you know, Anakin might be considered the better swordsman. He talks about the attack the clones, like I should rival Yoda, you know, if you minded your lessons more than your quips, I'm not quoting it correctly. Mace is great. Yoda's great. And Anakin's definitely considered up there. But I think Obi-Wan has the experience, a little more sputter. And, and, and 
Anakin's style is different. Mm. This isn't Attack of the Clones. This isn't uh, even the Clone Wars cartoon. He's angry. He's much like Kylo, unhinged. And I love the brutality in his, not just the look in his face, but what he was about to do. Yep. I'm going to cut your mouth open yep. with my blade yeah. or whatever I'm going to do and the choke and everything. So, yeah, I love that change in style. That's some good stuff there. And it's so good, man. So for me, again, um, slightly older than you, but we're still in the same boat. The other part of this fight that I can't deny, and I'm speaking to my oldie, older scenes out there listening with me. In 1983, the Return of the Jedi novel, and I've been covering it on Spotlight Star Wars. Um, we did the issue, uh, the issue, the episode on Obi Wan, um, and the differences in Obi Wan in this novel in 1983. But in the novel is where we got this official word before we even really knew what canon was. And here's Obi Wan saying, "Oh yeah, I, I I went to try to save him. We got in a fight. He fell into a pit of molten lava, and he emerged as something else. So you're, you're like you're seven years, eight years old. You drop the book. You're like what?" When that trailer for Revenge of the Sith comes out and you see a lava planet, I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, we're getting this. We're seeing this. And George will tell you that was always Invader's backstory. I always kind of had that in my mind. Holy moly. And this, to have it kind of play out, to see it. And that's why even if it's over the top, I don't care. I've been waiting for 20 years for this. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And it delivered. It was a main event. It's amazing. It's so well done. It's so, once again, man, dramatic, fast, in your face. Mm-hmm. It, it's so it's so good, man. It, it really is an entertaining fight. And that's kind of what I want to see in a fight. It's just yeah. pure entertainment. And that's what it is. It's like the antithesis of Obi-Wan Maul. <laughs> it's all of it. But all of it. two fighters at the top of the game. All right, so that is our collective number three, which means we're going to go to Andres's uh, number two. Whew, number two. Here we go. Top two, man. Uh, once again, this could be anyone's list. Uh, the last Jedi, Kylo and Rey versus the Praetorian oh, guards. Oh, here we go. We did but, it. But I did Ace, it. But Ace, lightsabers <laughs> didn't strike. It's I, not even a lightsaber fight. I remember when I heard that coming out of the last Jedi for the first time. I think it was like a week after I saw it. Yeah. I was like, what? Why is this a debate? Why is that? I, I don't understand that lightsabers didn't touch. And I was like, lightsabers touching? It was, <laughs> I didn't know that was like an actual thing. I, I was shocked by that. I thought people were having it, fun with this fight. I thought they loved it. And, and they yeah. just kind of threw in that wrinkle. I don't know who did that, man. Whoever it was is like uh, well, I know a someone mastermind around, politician. I, yeah, I know someone around my old office. That, that's his big thing. The lightsabers didn't touch. It wasn't a lightsaber fight. Yeah, I think you're missing the point of what a lightsaber fight is. Absolutely. I, yes, I understand. Um, you know, Luke and, and Kylo's blades didn't touch because Luke's not there. But we have a little bit of a fight going on there, too. But I understand. I understand. Yeah. I always try to say, I'm joking. I made the little nerd voice. I don't mean to offend anybody. But that's not what lightsaber fights are about. They're what they're telling you about the character. And this is, and I'm stepping on your words, Ace, here, but this is, we learn a lot about these two characters. That's right. Yeah. And it really is. It's still, it's still a lightsaber fight. I I, I really contend that. I I don't feel like this is just, um, if you want to have a debate, let's have a debate about, um, the battle on Geonosis. Mm-hmm. Let's have a, let's see if that's, I don't know if that's a lightsaber fight no. or let's have a debate uh, or n- not really. I don't think this is a debate where yeah. uh, uh, Darth Vader massacres everyone in the Rogue One right, battle. Right. That's not a fight. That's just right. Darth Vader massacring people. Right. And the battle on Geonosis for me is just blocking 
green screen blasters. Right. There's nothing there. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was not talking about the Duca one. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, what I'm saying is, like, people can say, oh, that, because they're yeah. not striking lights. No, 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 this is sword-on-sword action mm-hmm. or, or, or weapon, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's still a lightsaber fight, in my opinion. Totally good. And that. it's yeah. incredibly well done. It is incredibly well choreographed. It is tension-filled. It is grabbing on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going on. You don't know whose side is on whose side. Mm -hmm. You see Kylo and Rey teaming up to fight these Praetorian guards, but you don't know if they're going to turn on each other. You don't know what's going on. And and it tells a lot about, like you said, the characters. We see Rey essentially really coming into her own into this fight because she doesn't really have a lot of support and she's kind of fighting on her own. Yeah. And I love, 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 love the moment where the, the, the guard comes in with that two blade, that double sided yeah. staff, bow staff, and then splits it, turns mm. it into two to become a two handed weapon. Yeah. Almost taunting Ray, like, what's up? Look, yeah. I got two. And she turns around and spins her lightsabers and screams and she goes, ah, and I was like, yeah, that's a great moment because that's her kind of being yeah. like, oh, yeah, I can fight too, man. Yeah. Let's go. Like, yeah. that's her saying, let's go in a Ray primal scream that she it gives is. out. And then obviously Kylo, we see Kylo kicking ass, man. And I love that. I yeah. love that he's taking on four guys at one time and he's blocking, he's stabbing them, he's cutting off their heads, he's... Yeah going full brutal Kylo mode. And a great moment for me, Ken, that I yeah. love is when he stabs a guy and it goes right through him. And it, there's the shot of, mm-hmm. of the fight is he looks to the side to the other guys while the lightsaber yeah, is still it. inside him, almost being like, hey, you want to fight? I just stabbed your friend. <laughs> I'm going to stab you guys. What I love, too, we talked about, you know, Kylo and being d- damaged uh, physically and mentally in the last fight with Rey and all stuff. I think in a way, and he's got a lot way to go, and he's Kylo Unchained now, as we always we always hear said. But he's he's physically healthy in this one, so you're seeing him at his skill level. Yeah, um, and he's he's mentally healthy in this way. Hear me out. I think he's decided. He's killed Snoke. He is not Ben. He's he's Kylo. He knows what he's going to do. They're going to team up. I think he has an affinity for Ray. I think there's some connection. I don't believe in Raylo, but like I think there's there's a, there's an intimacy that is there. That's why they have the hand touching moment. So I think yeah, he's he, he he's like, all right, maybe I can turn her. But whatever, I'm killing this dude, and I'm so I think that's why he's. I'm saying mentally healthy. I don't think he's in the right frame of mind. He's choosing maybe the wrong path. Yeah. But I think he is committed to some things. He where knows. he he just killed his father, but he's still like ah in Force Awakens. Plus, Uncle Chewie blasted him and happed him. So I think that's why to what you're saying about what you're seeing with Kylo. Exactly, he knows exactly what he wants, what he's doing. I, I mean, all this for me, the fight just pre pre the whole like pre fight mm-hmm. for me is what defines this fight. It yeah. is the the iconic, in my opinion, iconic Snoke line quote speech whatever you want to call it when he says my worthy apprentice mm. heir apparent to lord vader like yeah. all that line where he says when wh- where i saw weakness i see now strength where where i saw hesitation <sighs> resolve you know like uh what does he say like fulfill your destiny fulfill your destiny yeah, yeah i yeah. i feel like everything he said in there is true and then obviously before that he says you know, I see his mind. I see yeah. him igniting the lightsaber to destroy his true enemy. Yeah. And he does that. And that's Snoke. Snoke is his true enemy. And yeah. I think his mind is clear. He knows exactly what he wants to do. And that's get this girl to join his side, 
take down these Praetorian guards and become supreme leader Kylo yeah. Ren. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> he's and like, I'm taking over the ship yeah. and I'm going to take down the guards and I'm taking Ray with me. Yeah. He's going to be on my back. And sometimes it is just about, you know, having some fun with the visuals. And I think yeah. what, 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 what Ron Johnson and Steve Yedlin and the whole team shot in there, the red, the drape catching on fire, uh, the Praetorian guard getting ripped up and chewed up and spit it's out. Great. The, uh, and I love uh, her yelling, Ben, not Kylo, mm. Ben, and throws the lightsaber. And then he blasts it in the guy's face. It's so Amazing. Good. Things so good. we hadn't seen well, before. I mean, I talked about it with the Empire Strikes Back, the production yeah. design. Yeah. It's so good. It's so well shot. The red drapes in the background, the throne room mm-hmm. scene, the red on red with the Praetorian guards, yeah. uh, Kylo's emo black look, yeah. like uh, Ray getting cut on the shoulder, uh, like all this extra production design that's mm-hmm. added into the scene that Ryan Johnson added into the scene makes it so much better. And obviously... The weapons the Praetorian guards have, the the yeah, the, just, the whip that he has, oh, yeah. and the fact that he ties the whip around Ray's lightsaber, and she takes that tied whip and swings it into him yeah. and through him. I don't know if people caught that, but that's so brutal and it's so good. And I yep. love how Ray um, drops the lightsaber, catches it, yeah, yeah. and just cuts the dude's neck, yeah, like and straight he falls up. Back, yeah, oh yeah, and I was like, oh, Ray is. Yeah. Ray's going there. (laughs) She's definitely not, uh, what is it? The Batman, Superman, (laughs) uh, not, not kill. Oh, she'll kill. (laughs) She'll kill. She'll kill. Streets of Jakku, man. Yeah, I love it. I'm glad it's on your list. I really love that it's on your list. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, his number two my number two is going to the animated world again let's go back to star wars rebels season two the finale jedi uh uh, uh what was it called oh, gosh i forgot to write that down doesn't matter ahsoka tano darth vader malachor temple here we go i love this fight <sighs> come at me bros if you don't like it i get it um, I wouldn't, here's the thing. I wouldn't normally, I loved the episode when I saw it. I loved it. I don't know if I would have normally put this on the list cause it, it's animated and there's, there's directions and you've got anime, but I, I, it, it, I don't, I was I don't, gonna say you're talking to the wrong guy. Well, well <laughs> I think animated fights are still no, I, incredibly I, choreographed. I, I, yeah, no, I, no, 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 yeah. I don't mean that. And I, I know, you know, I know all these things are made and you yeah. got it. You got a director. You have all those kind of things. Sure. But I don't gravitate to that immediately. Sure. And, 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 but the, there's some great action in here, but it's what happens in it in this whole entire sequence when when Vader gets his his helmet cracked and and she has a chance to leave. Ezra and Kane Kanan's kind of out of it. He's hurt and he's blinded. But Ezra's like, "Come with us, come with us." I think she's ready to leave, and that's when she hears not the voice of Vader. She hears the voice of Anakin, mm. Ahsoka, Ahsoka. That is one of the moments where I think he is not Vader. I think he Anakin and Vader fight. That's one of the longest feuds in Star Wars. They fight all up until Return of the Jedi. And it's Gollum and Smeagol. And that is a moment where Smeagol, Anakin, is looking at her. And she sees it. And that's why she stays. And it just adds, it, it's a chill-inducing moment for me that just is, is too epic for me not to talk about or include on a list. So I don't know if I'm crazy, but you're animated, boy. Come on. I like it. I really do. I think it's a great moment. And it, it's more, I think it does more for Ahsoka than anything else. Sure. Oh, it, it, um, absolutely. Because I really do feel like that is Ahsoka's character coming to full form. Mm-hmm. That is Ahsoka becoming her own. That is Ahsoka becoming a legend within herself. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's already... She becomes an iconic Star Wars character in that moment because Ahsoka Tano, you know, obviously she started out yeah, rough before and all being. that. And now uh, talk to any Star Wars fan and people adore Ahsoka Tano, man. Uh, she is one of the most revered Star Wars characters and one of the most revered Star Wars fighters. Yeah. Like as in pure battle fighting form. She's up there, man. She's one of the best. She's got skills. Yeah. And they're multiplying. It's electrifying. Um, yeah, and look, I think her other great moment is the end of Clone Wars mm. when she walks away. I think that's where she starts to be really become herself in the cements it because what does she say? She she said, you know, Vader points it out. Oh, you're you're coming at me with revenge. You're coming after you you're avenging Anakin, that Jedi I killed. That's not a Jedi way. And she's like, Oh, oh, I ain't I ain't no Jedi. 
I'm something different. I'm a Sokotano. I got some skills, though, and I got my white blades because I took them from a, a, an Inquisitor, by the way, you know? Um, so I think, yes, it, it, I, my focus initially is on Vader's and Anakin and that stuff, but it, this is this is Ahsoka proving her full power. Yeah, and it's Ahsoka, like you said, man, the fact that she's not a Jedi, the fact that yeah. she's something else, the fact that she's her own thing, her yeah. own rebellious thing. It reminds me a little bit of Korra. Obviously, I'm a big mm-hmm. Legend of Korra fan, but it's kind of that idea of, of Korra kind of developing her own style of avatar, developing her mm-hmm. own mythos to the avatar legendary. Like yeah. that, that is what Korra becomes in the Legend of Korra animated show. And that is kind of what Ahsoka becomes. She Love becomes it. her own brand of Jedi. Yeah. Obviously, I'm so curious. My biggest thing with the mm-hmm. new trilogy is what is to become of the Jedi Order, of right. the Jedi Way, of whatever it is that that Yoda and Luke and Rey mm-hmm. are going to conclude in episode nine is my biggest thing because I'm fascinated by that idea. The idea of the Jedi not necessarily being the correct format right. of using the Force or maybe using a different format or maybe, I don't know, maybe Rey does it, go to the, uh, whatever it may be. I, I'm yeah. fascinated by the idea of someone not being a Jedi, but mm-hmm. also not being a Sith. It was still having the ideals. And I think a little bit, I look at Last Jedi, I look at Yoda's scene, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I think it's it's one of my favorite scenes. But, you know, hey, it's got, we're talking about the mentors, and there's a lot about that, and there's a lot of, it's, it's a lesson for Luke again. But what I also kind of took, I, you know, I grew up a you know, religious background and everything, and there's sometimes, you know, the church can get this and can get that and get that, and, and at some point you just need to go, you need to just shut that all out and go to the core. What brought you here? What's your mm. what's your true beliefs? Um, what's what's the cup of a carpenter versus the cup of uh, 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 someone in a in a in a mansion with jewels everywhere and everything? Like, what's the core of this? What's the core of this? And that's I think what Yoda's talking about about those books. You know, that's great. And Ray has them. You know, he's hinting at it. But it's it's more than that. It's beyond that. Go to the beginning. And I think Ahsoka's part of that. I don't think that necessarily is going to factor into nine. I don't think it's as connected as people want it to be. But it'd be cool, though. <laughs> it'd be cool. But I look at the entire story of Star yeah. Wars, and I look at Ahsoka. I look at Kanan, too, who would never – he never took his final exam. He was a Padawan, and he's still a Jedi. It's it, You can still what, – what do you believe? What's at your core? Sure. And – then Ahsoka can also tap into some revenge. But then it turns to compassion. That's the thing, too. Is yes, she's there. All right. Oh, oh, you you killed Anakin? Great. Well, I'm going to get revenge for him. It turns into compassion, which could have been an undoing. It could have been an undoing, as, as, you know, as, as the Emperor warned, uh, or the Sith, Sith warned. Vader essentially won that fight, if not for the War of the World, a war, war, war of the Worlds, World Between Worlds. I get that. And maybe he's just a little better than her. I don't know. But I love that. She has some revenge, but at her core is compassion, and that's what keeps her around. There's a lot going on in that fight for me. So that that's my number two, and you gave your number two, right? Yes, I did. We've been talking, so I'm losing the track of the numbers, which is good. That means we're having a good talk. My number one. Oh, wait, first, all right, let's do, let's do this. Uh, some close mentions, but also you wanted to talk a little bit about what makes a fight bad because you think there might be some bad and i i think that's just as valuable as what makes the fight good well no, i didn't want to necessarily say which one's bad i just making a top five lift mm-hmm. list means you have to exclude a certain number of other fights obviously i excluded some that were on your list right. force awakens was one that i didn't mention and, um, and the empire one's very i i kind of had a sense you were talking about it so sure. i left it off mine but i love the empire one what do you think uh, 
what do you think is is the least what is the least best fight i guess to not call it worst because i don't know i don't want to offend anyone yeah yeah no no no, you're right but you're not words matter words matter and 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 they're all great but some of the i don't gravitate it it is just what i don't get pulled into i know i do like dooku yoda but but um i like it just because it's 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 a big pop in the crowd when yoda comes around that corner and he's gonna find i think you learn a lot about those characters um, I don't look Palpatine Yoda never, and it's, it's a, it's more of a force lightning fight at points, but they do bring out the sabers. That one doesn't, it doesn't have a, as much of a soul to it to me. True. So I don't like that one. 100. Um, Dooku, uh, at the beginning of Sith, which is, it's, it's not meant to be a big climax oh, yeah. fight. Yeah, it yeah. is the climax of, you know, the end of Dooku's life, but it's, it is what it is. Sure. So those are the ones, and there's some great ones in the Clone Wars too, but. Those are the ones that you don't really care for. I don't for. gravitate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously, Dooku and Anakin, it's so quick and it's yeah. so, it's fine. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we learn we learn about Palpatine's decisions in Anakin, uh, to be clear, but it just, it's not much to me. I mean, I got to say it, man. I'm going to break the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, the one that started it all, A New Hope, it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, it's real slow. It's real... It, it's real slow. It, it it's limited by what it was. Yeah, um, you can't change that. Um, and it's and obviously clearly by Empire, they're like we got to do better. Um, and yeah, I think you learn about characters. You learn. I think here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe people disagree with me. Um, I think you learn more backstory and exposition than you learn about say Vader sure. at the time. And it's it's a great moment for Obi Wan. It's your favorite in terms of sacrifice. So it means the world. It means the world, but you can't. You just can't deny it's of its time. It's groundbreaking of its time, but it's still of its time. Speaking of great moment for Obi Wan, mm-hmm. Grievous Obi Wan, Grievous versus oh, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's short, it's quick, but it's Obi Wan basically, like I said before, mm-hmm. kicking ass and being right. a savage and just literally being like your move, right? <laughs> telling him your he's move. like your yep. move. If you want to fight me, go for it, man. I'm yeah. gonna kick your ass. And he's like, yo, fool. You know, I've been training the, the Jedi arts by Count Dooku, and it's like that's fine. I'm still gonna kick your yeah. ass. So <laughs> I'm you, still Obi Wan, man. You have three blades. Yeah, oh, that's and all he I starts need spinning them, yeah. and it kind of surprises <laughs> Obi Wan for a sec. It does. But at the end of the day, Obi Wan still cuts off all his arms, <laughs> gets on his giant lizard, yeah, and, take, yeah. and takes him out. Shout out to Boga. Yeah, may, may she rest in peace. And then yeah. eventually he takes him out with a blaster. So that's you know totally. the conclusion. But it's still a yeah. fun little quick fight. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, look, they're all good. They're all part of it. But yeah, you, you said you, you so you're so smart, Ace. You, to make a list, you have to exclude something. So what are those reasons you exclude them? That's yeah. There. Um, a lot of good fights. Yeah, Clone Wars is there's only so many. Like the Savage oh, Press, Wars. Palpatine, Maul, three-way dance is great. There's a lot of stuff there. I like well. Savage, uh, Maul, and Obi-Wan. Oh. I know it's quick, but I yeah, just yeah. love that moment. It's, it's great. a great moment. That's great. So there's a lot there. Those might be on your list out there if you're listening. Uh, they're in our hearts as well. But it's time to get to our number ones, which means I'm going to go first so the guests can end, end the show. I am bringing it back. That's right. My number one, which could have been Aces, but it's not, is Luke Vader 2, Return of the Jedi. We talked a lot about it, but a lot of things you described are the reason it's my number one, and it's um, got my favorite shot in Star Wars so far. Is it the two blades? The two blades right when he jumps out, when Luke jumps out, um, and Vader says, you know, the whole stuff about your sister. And when when, when Luke jumps out of the shadows and that chorus hits, because that's the first time we'd heard vocals in Star Wars music. And Williams put that there in the whole building and that shot as they're moving along. That is my favorite shot in Star Wars. And it goes to me being seven in a theater and seeing it and going, this is what it's about. 
And then this whole fight we talk about learning, it comes down to, and it's after the fight, but the fight ends with, I think, the point of Star Wars, at least in the first three movies. Lucas has kept the story going, blah, 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 blah. But Lucas talks about the morality. This is a morality tale for 12-year-olds. Our hero that we've been following for three movies, and Lucas will tell you Anakin's the hero you should follow for six as well. Our hero wins by throwing down his blade and accepting his death because it's better than killing his father and becoming that, like you described earlier, looking down. So I am a Jedi like my father before me is to me the heart of Star Wars in a lot of ways. Not just Luke, but the heart of Star Wars. It's a message from from the morality of the story, and I love it. And I lo- then after that, we go into a different direction. And I totally get what you're saying. Of we remember it for the whole package, but it's part of it. But so be it. Jedi is whew, Palpatine saying, "Yeah, you're right. You are a Jedi fool." Here's what's going to happen, and that leads to this redemption. And that's what this original trilogy and the six first episodes are about: Vader redemption. And this moment comes out of out of pacifism. Hey, yeah. that's kind of a theme Luke carried for a little bit later on in his life. Uh, the next time he picks up the blade, in theory, he does some wrong things and he feels bad about that and, and it destroys him. So anyways, that's why it's my number one. Yeah, I called it the greatest moment in Star Wars history, man. There you go. It, it really is the defining Star Wars moment. Yeah, And it's that idea too, and I, I always kind of go back to it, the idea of Vader feeling sympathy and mm-hmm. Vader feeling like, not just sympathy, but the fact that he realizes that he spared me, like Luke yeah. chose to spare me. And that guy mm-hmm. that I called master was cheering him on, trying yeah. to kill me. He's like, wait a minute, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> am I really going to let this guy burn my son? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to stop this right now. And it's, it's that idea too, because I really do feel like it's that, feeling of like, wait a minute, he chose to spare me. He could have mm-hmm. easily taken me out. Yeah, There's no way I'm going to let this happen. I'm taking him out. It tracks back, that moment tracks back to everything Vader learns along the way. We know, definitely now, as new canon is rolled out, Vader's learning about Palpatine's lies all along the way and seeing what it did to him, see how yep. it ensnared him. And then he keeps stuff from Vader. He keeps Luke from him. You know, when he finds out in the comics and everything. And 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 I think even they'd even put that into it by the time uh, Empire rolls around, especially the reshot version with Ian McDiarmid over uh, Clive Revel. Um, you know, of, of it's it's there's things Vader keeps from him, you know, you know, about his son and turning him and Empire's like, oh, OK, but even in Return of the Jedi, like you know, my son is with them. And the Emperor's like, I, are you sure? I'm not feeling it. I don't know. I know everything. And Vader's like in his head, like, uh, I'm keeping this from you. So it all kind of filters into that moment. And that's why I love it. It's great, man. Plus, come on, man. Music, green, red blades. It's cool. And cool has an important part of Star Wars. It does. I mean, it has that Luke, Luke's iconic, like all black look too. Oh, that's the that's greatest so good. Look. That's the great with the yeah. glove. Come on. It's so cool. Like it really is that idea of like, yeah, you see, you've seen fights before, but now it's two guys wearing all black. Yeah. It, it, it kind of has that little uh, vibe of like, wait a minute, yeah. whoever wins is the bad guy. <laughs> and Luke, yeah. And Luke and Luke, you know, he, I think he, he doesn't turn to the dark side, but he's on the doorstep. Yeah. He's on the doorstep when he yeah. jumps out. That's the thing. Versus we talk about Obi-Wan defending Luke on Tatooine for Maul. And that's what causes him to spring into action. 
I don't think it's the same with Luke. It's fear. It goes to back to we talked about those quotes. Luke in that moment is fearful of losing Leia. So he gives himself up in a bad way to engage this fight. And that's why he starts to win. And that's not the path. And that's why he throws his blade down. So we could talk for a while about that. But I want to hear your number one. My number one is what I feel is the definitive number one. Ooh, this is it. He's saying there's no debate. There's no it. debate, man. It's over. Fight's mm-hmm. over. Uh, it is It is the most iconic fight. It is the greatest fight. It is so well done. Like I said before, mm-hmm. technically superior, dramatically superior. Mm-hmm. It is what shocked a generation of Star Wars fans. It is the Phantom Menace Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul. It is incredible. It starts out with the greatest piece of Star Wars music with Duel of the Fates. Duel of Fates. And that iconic two doors parting with the introduction of Darth Maul. As he lifts up and you see his eyes, you see his red face finally. And he unveils his horns, which I think is another iconic moment in Star Wars. The music kicks up. And then Qui-Gon's line of will handle this. It's it's so freaking good. And he drops his robe. They both drop their robes. He turns around, ignites his lightsabers, and it's two mm-hmm. <laughs> lightsabers. Because when we first see Darth Maul, we see one, one. blade come out. Yep. But we see two blades come out. And he fights two Jedi at the same time. It's incredible. It's the yeah. greatest Star Wars fight of all time. They both start going at it. It's so fast. It's so different than what you saw from the original trilogies, which yeah. were much more deliberately slow paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing too flary. Nothing raw. too. Luke is raw. More raw. Even in Jedi, he's raw. Yeah. Nothing too flashy. Mm-hmm. Nothing with kicks or flips or anything crazy like that. But Darth Maul is flipping. He's kicking. He's doing martial arts. It feels like it's a martial arts mm-hmm. movie yeah. in Star Wars. And I think that's so great. I mean, every beat inside this fight with the music kicking up uh, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon get separated. And then the idea that all this fight scene and you're watching this in theater, I'm watching this in theaters, like my mind is blown. I'm eight years old at the midnight premiere. My mind is being exploded. And then the idea of the ray shields stopping the fight. Can you imagine the most incredible fight that you've seen in star wars and then all of a sudden someone says time out yeah. like it's almost offensive you're yeah. like wait a minute don't do this and yet it, it makes it even better because you feel even more tension and you feel like oh my god what's going on why did they stop they can't fight between these rage shields and qui-gon takes a knee mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. goes down to his knees and starts meditating meanwhile darth maul is pacing back and forth it's so good fear. yeah exactly Thank and you hear that yeah and then obviously the conclusion uh, Qui-Gon's death, Obi-Wan watches yeah. in fear yeah. and in destruction. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's... It's it's, uh, it's it's one of those moments that after he kills Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan is just helpless to help his master, you see Darth Maul almost taunt him. Like he says, hey, I just killed your master. Guess what I'm about to do? I'm going to kill you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and the fact that Obi-Wan, I love this moment, and it's a quick moment, Ken, mm-hmm. where two seconds of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul realizing that the race shields are going to open. Yes. And then Obi-Wan and Darth Maul start like bouncing, jumping up bouncing, and down. Bouncing. And they're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it opens and they start going 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul one-on-one cuts yeah. his blade in half and you see a different side to Obi-Wan. Yeah. Every beat in this fight is perfection yeah. from the, from the beginning to the separation, to the ratios, to the, 
Qui-Gon's death to Obi-Wan getting filled with anger. And then obviously the ending where he Mm -hmm. jumps up, takes Qui-Gon's lightsaber and cuts Darth Maul in half. It is perfect. Well, so you talk about Obi-Wan taps into some anger there too. And I don't don't think, I think it's, I think it's a little different than say Luke doing it in, in Jedi, but it's, it's anger. And I, but I also think, you know, when he taps into that anger in the beginning, it, it doesn't necessarily guarantee his victory because he gets knocked down. Like, he loses a little bit of the focus. Now it becomes about survival and defense. And and not so much just vengeance, but, you know, this is a Sith Lord. The first, by the way, the first Sith Lord to engage a Jedi. Now, Maul's got some stuff before, but this is like a thousand years in the making. Obi-Wan gets the first win. Now, I know now we know in some of the comics that Maul took out some Padawans or whatever you have you. But this is the first fight. This is the return. And there's a lot riding on us there, too. So I to hear the passion your voice talking about. I don't even I can't even argue with you. I won't. You're going to you're going to flip over me and cut me in half. Well, that, well that's Obi-Wan. But, yeah. Using quite it's, on lightsaber. It's, it's and here's one of my favorite things because I love the raw fights. And you, you and I being Game of Thrones fan, my favorite sword fight in Game of Thrones is the Hound versus Brienne because it's mm. it's more than a sword fight. It's a brutal street fight in, in, in the hills there. So there's a little bit of that empire, but it's one sided. Jedi, Luke taps into dark side becomes brutal. So there comes along this fight, and it was it's so smooth, right? And it's and it's clearly well the documentary of how they practice. It's great, uh, you know. Uh, Ray Park is just this amazing in this thing. So I, I always had that, but I love love George Lucas is like yeah, this is people on the top of their game. We're seeing the Jedi, all the Jedi during this time. This is this is you watching an NFL team. Yep. The other one was like two A football. This is this is, you know, or Vader toying with Luke in Empire. Yep, a little bit. That's what he was doing with the fort. You know, throwing all the stuff at him. Like you can't even stop this. Yep. Here you have, as as Hal Rudnick would say, uh, you know, iconic at the height of their powers. This is what it is. Yep. And then to, you're right. I think it's underrated. This stop it all. Think about it. Lucas is saying. Think about what's going on. Think about what's coming next. And how do you approach what's coming next? Qui-Gon drops to his knees. Love that moment. Oh, there's so much there. And it's just cool. <laughs> you can't take away the cool. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's two-on-one, man. Yeah. Two-on-one. Darth Maul is not only saying, hey, I can show you what the Sith can do. Yeah. Two-on-one. Yeah. And then it, it adds in the idea of a two-bladed lightsaber. That's something that is so... The, the idea that the Sith are not the same it, as the Jedi. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I think people were very aware, but now it's become like this scholarly, intellectually aware of the influence. To to see that for the first time on the trailer, <laughs> the teaser trailer, whenever, whenever it showed up first, I mean, I, my seven-year-old jaw, jaw dropped and I was 22. You know, like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. It was, you know, and you know, you can talk about legends expanding verse, anything like that. You know, um, it doesn't matter to me. Like that, 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 that was the first time we saw it. It really is. It's an incredible moment too, because it, 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 it introduced me to Darth Maul and mm-hmm. immediately made me fall in love with Darth Maul. Like just the, the two doors opening him throwing back his hood, mm-hmm. the horns you see it on his head as if he's some sort of demon and all of a sudden, I, as an eight-year-old, yeah. am like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen, ever." Well, so so cool. Yeah, I can't go into it too much. Uh, so I wrote about that moment. It's coming out. Um, some people are starting to figure this out. I can't announce it officially, but yeah, I, I wrote about that, not the fight, 
The fight is its own greatness. But I wrote about we'll handle this in that moment and what it means. And it is it is it is the fighters getting to the ring. Mm. And we had not seen that before. But mm-hmm. we'd wanted to see it. You know, as a kid, the appeal the appeal of lightsaber fights, even if you don't understand the big stuff that's going on, yeah, you know, we were drawn to it. That's what we're doing on the playgrounds, among other things. But you know, we're we're you know, you be Luke, I be Vader. So to finally get in Phantom Menace, that door opening scene. And and by the way, Padme. Uh, we'll take we'll take another. Oh hour. yeah, we'll take the long way. We'll take the long way. Yeah. It's funny, and it's serious. It's 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 intense, and I love it. It's so good, man. I mean, it, it, and again, it's so well choreographed. Everything from from Obi Wan falling down, getting separated from Qui Gon, everything from Qui Gon backhand slapping Darth Maul, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally backhand Boom. slaps him. Yep, and he Darth Maul falls down. Uh, Darth Maul's kicks from the side. Darth Maul picking up the droid to open up the door. It's great. Using the force. That is the coolest little do- thing. It's so intentional. Yeah. We've talked about it here in Force Center 4, but yet so like, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. He's just like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I got in my arsenal. It's so good. It's using it's using an object to open another and, object. Yeah, and, do, and you talk about Duel of Fates. Uh, I mean, uh, there's other songs I, me, can personally would rank ahead of it, other pieces of sure. music. But, but it's it's one of the most like but, he, but here's the, the thing best, it is don't, again going back to that time period it had a video on MTV yeah it was a single it was a rock star Star Wars song and that's why it remains and that's why I love when it shows back up again uh, Revenge of the Sith you hear Dude, it, yep. it pops up again and again even in Solo when Maul returns yeah so you hear those horns you're like ah yeah Maul. Yeah. So I love it there. That is a great choice for your number one. Yeah. You feel good about this? I feel amazing Do about it. Do you feel good about being part of the longest Star Wars ranked ever? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you should not be, sir. Uh, it's been an actual, uh, absolute, an actual thrill to have you in here. Here. So any final thoughts, anything you want to add before we sign on out? Uh, no, that's, uh, that's my definitive list. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great list, and I really do feel like Everything the Phantom Menace offers, man. Looking back at these prequels, especially the Phantom Menace, that gets a lot of crap and a lot of shade. Yeah. If you rewatch sure. all the Star Wars movies, most of them have a, a bit of flaws in them. Most of them have some silly moments that mm-hmm. a lot of people hate. Yeah. Um, whether that be in Phantom Menace, whether that be in Last Jedi. But the fact that it concludes with something so legendary and yeah. something so absolutely entertaining... To me, there's no, there should be no prequel backlash mm-hmm. because of this moment. Well, Just I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously, I really do feel that way. I really feel like there were some issues in the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. but if you feel like the conclusion gave you a high, yeah. then it's a good movie, right? And if the Phantom Menace had some stupid Jar Jar jokes, but yeah. if it gave you that iconic fight scene, yeah, you should be happy. I agree, with <laughs> and you. I'm happy. You are in the right place to have those kind of thoughts, and we're yep. going to get you back here on Force Center. We're going to do that. Talk about Mace. We'll do all that kind of stuff. Um, Andres Cabrera, I cannot thank you enough for coming in here. You do the Meaning of podcast with Robert Butler the Third. The two of you are very insightful. And if you are listening to Ace for the first time, maybe you're not familiar with him from some of the work before on Schmoes and everything. Uh, I hope you uh, are, are, are loving what you're hearing and you will follow his adventures. But where can they do that? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Ace. And then, uh, as you said before, the Meaning of Podcast, we're going to be doing more videos in 2019. Love it. A lot of stuff. Really do follow both of them. Uh, love those guys. Love what they do. And uh, thank you all for listening here to Star Wars Rank. You can follow me at Ken Napsock. Go to fourcenterpod.podomatic.net to get more information about us. Follow us at Four Center Pod. Use the hashtag Star Wars Rank if you want to join this conversation. I'm sure other people... 
out there have different takes, different thoughts, and we want to hear them. We want to know them. We do love it there. Um, that is it. If you want to follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash force center you want to go to our youtube page and watch our, sh- our, our shows and our in-, in memoriams and stuff please do that but more than anything just i hope you enjoy celebrating star wars and talking about it here that is it for now star wars has been ranked What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.